Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is The Way I See It. Today, I have a question for you. Are you a living prayer? Are you? Is your life a living prayer? So, where this topic came from, it, I didn't pick it up out of the blue. I've been thinking about it for some time. I have this little plaque that I got, gosh, over 25 years ago, and it sits by my kitchen sink. I've kept it there for a very, very long time, obviously. And I read it every time I go to the kitchen sink, just like you go to the kitchen sink. When I wash dishes, when I cook, when I get a glass of water, anything. When I get water for my dogs, and I stop, I take a deep breath, and I look at the, this little plaque. And these simple words always bring me home to myself immediately. Immediately. And I don't know about you, but I need little hooks, little things around me during my day to bring me home, to bring me the, to the taproot of myself, of who I am, who I be, and who you be in this world. So these simple words always bring me home to myself. These simple words remind me of the focus and taproot of my life. So I wanted to share not only these words of this quote, but what I believe the deeper meaning of what these simple words mean to each of us. Okay, so the actual plaque reads, Love the life that you are, for it is your living prayer to God. Love the life that you are, for it is your living prayer to God. And I'll never forget when I first saw this in a shop before I bought this, and it just sucker punched me because I never even thought of a concept like this. I am a living prayer of the divine, a living incarnation of the energetic force that drives the universe. Yeah, so are you. We all are. But in this hectic world in which we all live, we may get confused about who we are and why we're here. We live in a very, very loud world with innumerable voices talking, writing, yelling, singing into our heads. So let me repeat these simple words again. Love the life that you are, for it is your living prayer to God. So let's dissect, dissect this simple yet profound saying for just a few minutes, because I hope it can maybe shift your life and create more meaning in it as, as it has to mine. So what is the meaning of prayer to you? Well, that word, I live in the South, and... And we have a lot of, of course, in the North, probably all over the world now, there's, you know, a lot of loaded things with prayer, okay? Like call the prayer hotline, do this. So this can still be a little hooky word for me. Like, okay, what's your agenda? So what does it mean? I'm just going to say what the word prayer means to me. I grew up Catholic. So prayer for me during my childhood was, of course, memorizing rope prayers from the church over and over again. I mean, I think I made 100 on my catechism test. But as I reached my middle age, you know, 20s to 30, I, it started being strange that I was just felt like I was regurgitating these rote prayers from a thousand or more years ago. Do, so I asked myself, do I keep repeating these words called prayers? Why am I doing it? Because does it mean anything to me anymore? And, and I thought, you know, another thing that I hear, especially living in the South, is people begging God like this benevolent gifter, that, like a Santa Claus. 
So do I ask God, the divine one, for, for what I need? Is that what this is about? Or my want list? Is, uh, is prayer like a request list to a parent or Santa Claus? So this is what was going on in my 20s. Like, okay, I, I really have lots of consternation about this prayer stuff. So as I studied world religion and subsequently became a professor of world religions, I learned that there's a multitude of ways to pray. And ideas about prayer are just as various as you and I are and the people in the world. And in various religions, prayer is expressed in similar but very different ways. If you're Buddhist, Christian, Jewish, Islam, Taoist, Hindu, prayers can be words, talking, singing, silence, dancing, moving, walking, and the list goes on and on. What is the real meaning of prayer? So the definition I personally like of prayer is it's a spiritual communion with the divine, with God, with divine energy, the creator, your higher self, Whatever your concept of the divine is, whatever that is, prayer can be worship as, it, as in you know, supplication, as in thanksgiving, thank you God for this healing or whatever happens. Adoration. I almost get that every time I see a bird eat out of my bird feeder. I am just, we now have nestlings um, from a second batch this summer of my birds, and I'm, I'm a birder, so I'm obsessed with birds. I, I, I can't help but watch the mother birds and father birds bring the babies there and watch them eat and look at their cardinals turn more red and the blue jays turn more blue. And God, it's like an immediate default to adoration of the miracle of, of nature. And, um, and another one, uh, a, a form of prayer is confession. Like when I say something really dumb or mean uh, to my uh, daughter or my husband or somebody else, you know, I guess, oh, God, I'm so sorry. That's... Okay, okay, okay. I got, I'll get this right. I'm sorry. So, you know, those all kinds of things. But to think about it, it's, it's a communion, a union. It's an awakening. So the Hebrew equivalent, equivalent of the word prayer is tefillah. However, its root is pelel. And, and it's reflexive. It means the act of self-analysis and self-evaluation. I like that one too. But then I always return to the little simple words on that plaque I found almost 30 years ago in that little shop that sits by my kitchen sink every day. Love the life that you are. Love the life that you are, for it is your living prayer to God. So prayer is not primarily saying words or thinking thoughts. It's a life stance. It's your life stance. It's a way of living in the presence, living in awareness of the presence. Like I said about when I see a bird, or I went out and my hydrangeas are in full bloom. Oh, purple, pink, white. Oh, my God, they're just, I can't even tell you how beautiful. Oh, my God. And I saw a rose this morning. Okay, living in awareness of the presence and enjoying and loving the presence. Loving your own divine presence. You notice I talk about birds and flowers and a sunrise, but the hardest, hardest hurdle I've ever had to do is Loving my own divine presence. Just so damaged in childhood and bruised and all the issues to realize I have to love and I need to love my own divine presence because it is an extension. It's an incarnation of the divine. Trust, allow, feel joy in your presence. You are a prayer of God. A totally new idea or realization when I read these words. It blew my mind. My own life Every breath I take, every thought I have, every action I take is my living prayer of God. So, and if you'll notice, I changed in, in the little plaque, it says to God. I say of God. 
Because not prayer to God. To me, personally, that makes it seem that I am here, God is there, so I'm a living prayer to God. Like I'm coming to you. I'm going to the store. I prefer, I'm a living prayer of God. You're a living prayer of God. That little blue jay's a living prayer of God. That rose I saw, the sunrise this morning, which was exquisite, is a living prayer. You are a living prayer of God. If we all are living prayers of God, each one of us, then we must love our lives. We are each expressions of the sacred, the holy, love, compassion, kindness, forgiveness. Wow. These simple words transform my own life. Because if I'm a living prayer of God, a divine expression, an incarnation, then I need to live and act like it. So next, after the first wave of this flurry, butterfly feeling I had, the next was, uh uh-oh, I need to live and act like it then. And if I live and act as if I'm a divine incarnation or a prayer of God, then every thought, every word, every action that I express should be mindful of who I am, who I be in the world. The reality that I and you are a divine gift, a lighthouse, so to speak, in this world, we are a prayer of love. I'm inviting you to become more aware of you, your divine presence on this earth, realizing that everything is right here, right now. You can experience yourself in this present moment as the the presence, as a communion, an active communion, communion with nature, communion with the divine presence, communion with the outer galaxies, whatever. You are the expression. Remember this, the, the quote, love the life that you are, for it is your living prayer to God. Do you love your life you're living? Are you full of love now in this moment? Take a deep breath, okay? Right now, take a deep breath, inhale, and then exhale. Inhale, and exhale. Focus on your heart. Settle into your heart. Do you feel this moment? You. Do you feel that you're a lighthouse of light and love? Living, breathing prayer of creation? Most of your presence, your presence, my presence, is not tasted or fully experienced. Think of all of us on this planet. Do you really believe most of us humans are tasting and experiencing fully our presence? Don't you want to experience the fully present divine you before you get one day older, before you die and leave this realm? So today I'm inviting you to enter deeply into the great mystery of your divine essence. You become an all-embracing receptor, a receiver who recognizes the divine image or divine prayer in each and every individual. Isn't it tragic? Most of the human population will enter and leave this earth and never know or believe these simple words. Love the life you are, for it is your living prayer of God. So how do you move to greater awareness that you're living a living prayer? How do do you grow to love this life you're living more each day? So here's a little guidance for your journey that I've learned in my aging elder self. First, live the action reflection model. I wrote about this in my dissertation. We live in a world that prizes action, 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 and not reflection. We produce, we act, we're going, going, going. Most of us feel like we're riding bicycles. Then we get exhausted from riding. 
And we look around and we're kind of at the same place and we look down and realize the chain slipped and we really haven't gone anywhere. We do, 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 do. We live in a world of busyness that values action. But if you know history, study history, or see individuals who have achieved greatness in their lives, they value both reflection time and the subsequent action that is seated in the reflection and comes out in their action. They spend more time in reflection than action. Look at illustrious leaders. I love reading histories. And every single one of them have the same template. Illustrious leaders such as Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, Harriet Tubman, George Washington Carver, Susan B. Anthony, Churchill, inventors like Westinghouse, Thomas Edison, Henry Ford. Most, if not all, great people that have lived authentic, meaningful lives spend a great amount of time reflecting, thinking, planning before they act. Then once an action is taken, okay, so then they build the car on the assembly line or George Westinghouse does hydroelectric power or um, Susan B. Anthony's going around trying to get the ERA passed. All of these different people, Harriet Tubman is taking slaves, thank God, on the Underground Railroad. Once an action is taken, they always go back and take a great amount of time reflecting, reflecting again on the action they took. Was it effective? Did it achieve my goal? Did it create more good or harm in the world? What did it do? See, because then you can, in reflection, then you can be have an amazing life of, of your divine presence and be a living prayer because you're not doing the same thing over and over. You're not playing Groundhog Day. Every day you do the same thing over and over. You're reflecting on, mm, that didn't work out so well. Mm. Okay, okay, this is what I can do this time. Okay, please prize the act of reflection. I've written several books. I've done a, 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 an amazingly blessed life and had tremendous creativity. It is in the reflection, okay? And the action is the excitement and what people see and how you change the world on the outside. But the inside is the reflection, action reflection model. Don't forget it. Next is deep listening. We've lost the art of deep listening. Turn on any talk show. Turn on the radio, TV. Everybody's talking. It's exhausting. We hear, but we do not listen anymore, okay? We physically hear, but we don't listen. Listening is a sacred and powerful experience. It's learned and practiced. When I became a spiritual director and spent a year of my life, do you know during the certification and everything, do you know that a lot of that time was spent in deep listening training? Seriously. Not only did we read and study, we had to practice it. It changes your life. You will learn more and go further in life by listening, not talking. We are a talk, talk, talk culture, and especially in the world we live in now. Listen to your inner self. Listen to other people. Listen to nature. Listen to that sunrise and sunset. Listen to what is said and listen to what is unsaid. Next is awareness. Your life is a living prayer. The more aware you become, the more you will love the life you're living. Every thought, word, and action, every thought, word, and action that you do or create, you can become more aware. Ask yourself, am I creating healing and love in our world? And in my life, or am I creating separation or fear, anger, or hate in the world? And what I suggest you do to keep start keeping track of it, take a sheet of paper, put a line down the middle, 
pretend you're balancing your checkbook, put credit, put a plus sign on the left, debit, put a minus sign on the right, and list thoughts, and then another section, words, another section, actions. And on the plus, put, okay, the plus side, am I creating healing, love, compassion, kindness in the world? That's on the plus side. And on the minus side, am I creating any separation or fear, anger, right? And, and again, remember, this is your thoughts too. Thoughts, words that come out of your mouth like cursing, action, okay? So make a credit and debit sheet. Next, after you do that for a while, think of your choices. After you become aware of what you're doing, what your behavior is, what new choices do you want to make to become a more loving and a more magnificent lighthouse? A more magnificent living prayer. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choose. And finally, your five senses. Okay? You become aware of blessings, information, and wonder through your five senses. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you touch? What do you taste? Your senses are portals to your mind, your body, your soul. Absorbing information to you every second you breathe. Okay, so what are you seeing? Are you reading terrifying novels? Are you um, looking at pornography? Are you looking at beautiful pictures? Are you reading histories of great people? Are you reading sacred or inspirational texts? What are you, what are you looking at? What does your home look like? Is it a cluttered mess? Is it clean? Is it organized? Is it beautiful? Did you paint your, your uh, kitchen or your bedroom your favorite color? What are you seeing? Next, what are you hearing? Are you listening to bantering talk radio shows? Are you and making them lots of money, by the way? Driving up your heart rate and your blood pressure. Are you hearing beautiful music? Are you hearing birds in the background? Are, what are you hearing? Silence. What, what are you hearing? Because that is affecting every thought, word, and action also. Please, your five senses. What are you smelling? What does your house smell like? What is your yard? Do you have flowers? You know, in your bathroom, when you take your shower, do you have a lavender-scented soap? Do you have your favorite smell, citrus, whatever it is? What are you smelling? Before you eat your meal, before you eat anything, drink anything, smell it. In ancient times, you had to smell everything because there was so much rotten food and so much bacteria. We don't. We dive into our hamburger, our grilled cheese, our salads, whatever we're doing. We dive in. We don't smell anything anymore. Smell it. Before you put on your blouse or your slacks or when you make your bed in the morning, smell your sheets. Smell your clothes. Smell. Smell, smell, smell. Smell your lover. Smell your child. Next is touch. What are you touching? Okay, like I'm, I, I'm so sensitive to fabrics. That's why it's hard for me to order online. I've got to feel a fabric before I put it on my body. Feel. I have shawls. Feel. Touch. Touch is so incredible. That's why cats and dogs are so powerful too for your psychological and emotional health. We're touching them. Just touching immediately goes to your brain, that soft fur, looking into their eyes. Again, here we go with seeing, touching. We were meant to touch. Don't just use your fingers for the keyboard. This is what we're doing. When you peel an orange, feel the roughness on the outside and the softness of the orange on the inside. Touch. And last but not least is taste. How many of us are just pouring in the food, whatever it is, we don't slow down, we don't taste. 
We don't wake up in the morning, walk outside, open your mouth, take a deep breath, taste the morning, smell a rose, then open your mouth, taste it, taste. Okay, your senses are portals to your mind, your body, and your soul, absorbing information to every, for every second that you breathe. Remember, love the life that you are, for it's your living prayer to God. And it's been an honor, a privilege to spend this time with you this morning because I sense you and your living prayer, your heart beating, your in, inhaling, exhaling, your respiration. And also, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, think of your different systems as a living prayer. Your heartbeat, ba-bum, ba-bum, that's a living prayer. Think of your breath. Is that more of a living prayer, what the breath you just heard? Or is, <laughs> I'm in a hurry. What about your GI tract? What about your digestion? Everything entering your mouth, through your stomach, through your colon. Is there a cadence to it? Are you eating too fast? You know, what's going on with your digestive system? Think of every system of your body as a living prayer. Isn't that cool? There's a rhythm to it, a, a cadence. Just like the ocean, in and out, inhale, exhale. Love the life that you are, please, for it is your living prayer to God. Thank you for spending your precious time with me today. Just remember, you can contact us at mindfullivingnetwork.com. Click the contact button. Let me hear from you. Love to hear from you. Any ideas of any shows, if you want to be on one with me, if you want to talk about any particular topic or have any reflections, let me know. We have a great newsletter. It's fabulous. Uh, it comes up, I think, right as you get on the website. Please click it. Get our newsletter. And again, contact me. And remember, uh, our tagline says why we're here. To entertain, to educate, and to enlighten our world. It's our world. Let's hold our hearts and hands and heal ourselves, our world. Please share us, the Mindful Living Network, and podcasts and newsletters with your friends and family, your community. Let's do this together. Please visit our meditation room. Oh my gosh, there's great meditations. You can meditate in outer space. You can meditate in Kyoto uh, by a beautiful cherry tree. You can meditate by a waterfall, uh, anywhere you want. But go to our meditation room. I love it. I've personally picked out all of them. I love them. I love them. Go to the meditation room. We have a Mindful Living Network app. It's fabulous. Love it also. Uh, please download it. It's got a stress tip each day. It's got an inspirational quote. Uh, it's got uh, the meditation room is on there also. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you so much. I am so grateful. And again, thank you for spending your precious time with me today. I am Dr. Kathleen Hall, and this is the way I see it.